Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. B-Mitch Finley, 1067 The Fan. It's funny, uh, B and I were both just on the the, uh, website for the Commanders. It looks like some stuff's just kind of becoming official. Um it seems like they just revamped a bunch of this stuff on the coaches page. Uh, Brian Johnson is now assistant head coach, offensive pass game coordinator. Anthony Lynn, run game coordinator, running backs coach. Mm-hmm. Um, did we know this one yet? And maybe this has been reported. I just missed it. David Blau, assistant QB coach. Remember Blau got a few starts in Detroit a few years back? I saw that pop up uh, when I was leaving uh, this morning when I saw the guy, the the – Assistant GM pop up too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, helping us make sense of all of it is our friend Mr. John Kime from ESPN. Johnny, what's up, man? How are you? What up? What up, guys? How are you? We're good, brother. How you doing? I'm all right. Um, Kime, you know we're all going to be out here later today talking to the coordinators. This staff is pretty much kind of getting finalized now. I I imagine that's everything, if not almost everything. What are your thoughts? Now, you know, one of the reasons a lot of folks thought they liked Dan Quinn was his ability to put together a really impressive staff. I kind of think he's done that. Yeah, it's listen, right now it it looks good, right? I mean, it does look right. good. And I, I think we'll let's see how it always plays out because I think in this town you always have to have that qualifier because things have looked good in March before February and, and it doesn't always play out that way, but I think where they're certainly in a much better spot in large part because of the power structure before I even get to the coaching staff because of the Harris, Peters, and Quinn dynamic. I think that gives them an automatic leg up over anything they've had here the past 24 years. Mm-hmm. So um, as far as the staff goes, what I like on offense is I think you have you have a, uh, you know, the Cliff Kingsbury very well versed in the pass game, of course. But I think you also have guys like Brian Johnson, um, Anthony Lynn, um, you know, and even Bobby Johnson, the line coach, who have come from different organizations where the run game is very, very, very good. And, and Kingsbury had a good run game in Arizona, but I think he is certainly a pass. He's a pass guy. That's his thing. So you need to have those guys who can do that. And I think, you know, Johnson. Brian Johnson, part of a very successful run game in, in Philadelphia with the RPOs and Jalen Hurts. Um, Lynn, part of the Shanahan group. Like those are, that's, I think that's important. And I like, I think one of the things that Quinn talked about during his interviews, as well as, you know, another during his press conference, was the, the need to have a succession plan set up in case you lose guys on offense. So that way, you know, like when Kyle Shanahan left him in Atlanta, 
the, basically he took the whole offensive staff. So there was no continuity. How do you build that continuity? I think that, you know, if somehow, if it goes really well and Kingsbury leaves in two years, you have guys in that staff who can elevate. And I think that's something they were looking for. Um, defensively, you know, um, I think the change is good because the defense just was not very good. And yeah. I think you have guys like Joe Witt. He knows Joe Witt. He clearly trusts him. Was with him in Atlanta and Dallas. And I think that one of the things that Quinn has done is evolved as a, as a defensive coach, evolved his schemes, and understood how to use a guy like a Micah Parsons, who is mm-hmm. a bit of a unicorn. You don't just confine him. And I think that's, you know, so I think, and the coverage schemes um, in the secondary, the ability to play a variety of coverages in disguise. I think it's something that's needed here as well. And so, you know, it looks good now. <laughs> sure. Everything looks good right now. I mean, but this time yeah, last exactly. year, the whole like, city all... was doing backflips to get Eric Bieniemy. But Yes, but yeah, they were. But there's, a, you know, part of the problem was you still had, and this is where it's going to go back to, like, all this being said, they're – they need work on the field. They need right. help on that roster. They need to get that quarterback position fixed. So all this stuff for a long-term success can be good. For immediate, I don't. We'll, we'll see. And even last year, with when the enemy came, you know, he he had to learn to be a first-time, full-time coordinator. They also had, you know, a different situation on offense that wasn't conducive to instant success. So you know, but I think, um, but yeah, I mean, like. You know, we'll see. I mean, the results are always going to dictate if it was good or not. Yeah, yeah. If you look totally. at these coaches on this staff right now, and if you go look at some of their history, they have developed players. Yeah. I think that was a major problem with this football team, that the yeah. players weren't being developed. They were being forced into a system and forced to do something that the coach thought instead of what they were capable of doing. If they just do that better, I think the team improves. I mean, I think development is, is, is huge, and how do you get there? And I think um, we've seen that with other staffs in the past. I mean, you know, Greg Williams, I felt like, was really good at that, but lar- mm-hmm. largely because, first of all, he had a really, really good staff. I think it starts there. You have to have a good staff, and then you have to know how do you develop a guy. You know, if you want to develop a passer, is the best way to ask him to pass 70% of the time? No. You know, like Greg Williams, what he was a master at to me when he was here was knowing, like, this player does this well. Put him in that spot. Get him comfortable in those spots and then let him grow from there. Baltimore does a great job at developing players. You know, um, how, how do you do that? With a line, you would see, like, Callahan, great at developing young offensive linemen because of the way he worked them before, and, before during, and after practice. So, there, you know, but I agree with you. Like, you have to – if you want to grow, because what happens is, as you know, like once you start to have injuries, when you're always going to have them, are there guys ready to step up? And it's not just, be, you know, yes, there's sometimes a talent drop-off, but if you're prepared and developed, then you have a better chance at, at sustaining a certain level of play. Um, you know, and I think that's, that's a key, but that's a key for everybody. I agree with you there. I mean, you know, I, I said – the comment about this time last year, everybody was doing backflips for B enemy coming to town. That, that's not a shot at EB. If you go back four years from no, now, yeah. everybody was so excited that Jack Del Rio was coming to run the defense. Like generally this time of year, you buy into what teams are doing. Yeah. Um, I, I, what I do, what I care about a lot, John, and I'm curious if you land here too, 
um, a lot of people that have spent time with young developing quarterbacks. And and, and I think yeah. to me the most important hire was Peters, and I think the next most important decision is going to be number two. Yeah. I, and, you know, here's Adam Peters, welcome to being a GM. Here's the biggest pick of your life. I mean, right, exactly. Like, this could, now, what you also saw in San Francisco is that they were boldly aggressive trying to get Trey Lance. And, and yet, look at where they still end up with Lance failing. Right. So it doesn't – but you still, like, this is your first pick, and so much of the next four years or so are going to be defined by this pick. And you can still build a good roster and still win or build a good team regardless of what you do at two, but it's still going to be a defining pick. So, But, yeah, I mean, Brian Johnson was part of that in Philly. And, you know, um, Tavita Pritchard is, you know, has worked with young quarterbacks. And Kingsbury worked with young quarterbacks. So that is a that is a big key, and if you if you can finally get that right, um, then that's then that is you know going to help this franchise quite a bit. I mean, you know, it's funny because you always say like it's it's really been since Theismann since you had that consistent quarterback play for multiple years, you know, and like Kirk it's was crazy. what three years, and it's just crazy how. Yeah, John, you go way back there. I mean, well, like I mean. You know, I mean, shoot, Rippon had a couple really good years, but Seisman was the most consistent over yeah. four or five years. And you know, Kirk could have been, but but he's but he left. And it's just, but it's the point is, especially it's especially in the last few decades where it was noticeable where you couldn't develop that, where you didn't have the rest of the roster, and the result was a was a was everything bad. But that's why I point. That's why I always go back to. You know, all the staff and all that, what matters most is if you have the, the right power structure at the top of the organization, then it flows from there. And, you could, you know, before you'd have Gibbs here and, shoot, two playoff years in four years was a dynasty under Snyder, but you didn't have right. the setup above him to sustain anything. And, and I think that's, yeah. that's where, for all the reasons for hope going forward, it starts there. Um, because if you don't have that, you're not going to go anywhere. As we uh... – Move into this new era, offense coordinator, defense coordinator. What's the most pressing question you have for either Kingsbury or Witt? Well, who's going to be the second pick for Kingsbury? Because that, you <laughs> well, know, they're not going to give I mean, you that. They're not going to give you that. No, answer. they're not. But that's the that's the one I want to know. Um, I think <laughs> you know. I, I don't. I don't know because I think for Witt, I would. You know, we're, we're going to get a chance to ask him today about you know, philosophy and all that. Um, but I think so much of it is going to be determined. Like, we're not going to really know about these guys until we start to see them in action. But I would mm-hmm. think with Kingsbury, how do you develop a young quarterback? You know, and, and in that air raid system, and it's not – I mean, it's, a, it's an evolved air raid system. It's not what you often would see in college, right? But what's the key? Like, what do you need from a quarterback in that offense to succeed? And – and therefore, then, who is that guy at number two? But, you know, I, <laughs> sure. I don't know. I don't know, B. Mitch. I don't, I don't know. Like, right now, it's so early for them that, you know, I want to see what the talent is and see, you know, how do you – again, like you said, how do you, how do you develop guys in your system? How are you going to develop them? Because mm-hmm. you need more than just 11 guys to run what you want to run and to sustain if guys get hurt. Yeah, and you know what's crazy, John, is we're going to hear all the nonsense over the next couple months here 
about trading back or taking a tackle or taking Marvin Harrison. And, and I think fans just really got to pretty much focus on – like my rule with the draft is whatever you thought at the end of the season will largely be, be made true by draft night. So, like, at the yeah. end of the season, everybody's like, all right, they got to draft a quarterback at number two. And so whatever happens in that time period between now and then, they're probably going to draft a quarterback at number two. Um, the Lions season starts a little early. Yeah, exactly. I, that, I don't see really any other scenarios here. I, you don't want to rule anything out, trade up, trade back, et cetera. But, like, is that your gut as well that yeah. this thing, they're probably just drafting a QB at two? I mean, listen, there's a <sighs> – Sam Howell showed some things you can say, hey, I like this, and you say, I'm still concerned about this, right? You still need to see more of this or, or less of this. But this is not a group that drafted him, and they have a chance to take a high-ceiling quarterback. You're going – like, there's no – if you have a chance for a guy and you like him, there's zero reason to not take him because you have – again, we just pointed out the, the long-term quest this franchise has had to find a quarterback who can be that guy for an extended period. Look around the division and how often, like why those other teams have sustained success. And this team hasn't a lot of times it goes back to that position where you can have a Romo for a number of years, whatever you think of him, he gave you a certain level of play for a number of years. And same with Dak and you know, McNabb hurts. I mean, all those guys, like, so you get, you, you need to find that guy. And if you don't have that guy, you need to keep looking for that guy because it's so important. And here, listen, in a, in a best case, in, in a, here's a scenario. What, what if you take a da- Jaden Daniels or Drake May? I'm going to say them both because if you don't say them both, the other half screams. But if you take a mm-hmm. J- Daniels or May, but then, like, after a couple of years, maybe they're not doing it, but maybe Sam Howell continues to develop and he becomes a guy. Okay, problem solved. But you've got to take, keep taking those shots at that position until you get. Are both of them developing? You get a, uh, you can both, have trade yeah. based on either way. Exactly. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So you know, but you until you have that position solved, you don't have it solved, and you don't roll. Here, you, it, no, nobody in this group drafted Sam Howell. Right. I mean, they weren't. You know, so like, there's no ties to him. So you can say like, yeah, and maybe he develops because he knows that air raid system. He played it in college. And, again, there are qualities he has that are very good. But, you know, you have a chance to take a guy that has a higher ceiling. How often will you be in this position? And, yes, you can miss. But would you rather miss, take a guy and miss or let him pass and miss? Yeah, I mean, do you, what do you think the Bears feel? You know, like how many teams right. let guys go and you're like, oh, I wish we had taken that guy? Shooter's got to shoot, camp. man. I, yeah, I don't think, you got to take yeah, a shot. For sure. Um with Joe Witt, specifically, because we were talking about this yesterday, Brian and I. I, I think, what do you guess, John? I think 80, 75, 80% of questions today will be for Kingsbury, and a lot yeah. of them will be quarterback related. That's just the nature yeah. of this beast. But with yeah. Joe Witt and a new defensive staff, how much better, if at all, maybe, maybe it's too far gone, how much better? better or more do you think they can get out of Jamin Davis and Emmanuel Forbes? Ooh, by the way, and part of the questions for what will probably be, what do you think of the quarterbacks? <laughs> right. <laughs> you, you face Sam Howell. What do you think? <clears throat> you know, um, but as far as like, <clears throat> as far as those guys, you know, it's funny because I talked to someone else who knows this defense well, who felt like Davis would be a good fit in this system. Um, as far as Forbes goes, I think, 
I don't know, is it a system thing for him or is it more like you have to really go out and earn it kind of thing? Because, you know, either way, he's, you know, I, I don't think it's going to be handed to him. Um, but, is, is, you know, I don't know if it's as simple as, oh, it was just the wrong system for him. Because some mm-hmm. of the, the problems you'd hear was about, you know, needing to work more on technique and things like that. So is that a system? You know, your technique is still going to be, if it's an issue here, it's going to be an issue over here. So you've got to work mm-hmm. on that and, and then and focus on that, and then you'll be good in a system. And so I think that's going to be the, the key for him is that he can't just assume that, well, it's a different system, therefore it's going to be okay. Um, he's going to have to show them. Now, if he does, yeah. this defense is proven with that secondary, like in Dallas, 93 takeaways the last three years combined, NFL high. So they and two different guys led the league. <laughs> exactly. And so they're going to put you in the situations where you can succeed, but you still have to play with the right technique. And, you know, like Kendall Fuller, his technique is always really good, but he's better in certain styles, right? So, like, certain style might not fit him, but his technique is always good. It just may he plays one better than the other. But if your technique, you, you have to play the technique well before you can start to make plays at a consistent level in, 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 this kind of, in any defense. So I think that'll be the key for him. What do you think they do pass rusher here? I mean, you've got K.J. Henry and Andre Jones Jr. right now, right? Yeah. I think you have to probably sign a veteran and then draft somebody because you need depth there because you don't right. you don't have it now do you bring back a two hill or a james smith williams i don't know um but you're you i don't think you can just solve i don't know i would want to get a young pass rusher in here if it's me right and you have those five picks that are you know in really good range um can you add more to that by maybe a, one one or two trades but if not you can you can take the quarterback you can take a tackle high maybe even two you know you can take a receiver which i think you're going to need you can take you know and maybe a defensive end in those top five picks um because you're going to need you're going to want a young guy in there but i think you're going to also probably have to sign a veteran um who can you know even if it's a one-year deal like is the darius smith on a one-year deal somebody like that where it's not going to break the bank but you get a veteran in there because you know you have they clearly Again, when after the Montez sweat trade, you'd hear the paradigm shift and building up the middle. I think that comes from an analytics perspective. So you have that with those two, but you need, you're still going to need some threats on the edge to, to be able to, to play well defensively. And, and they don't have that now. So, you know, can that you go back to the development? Can KJ Henry, what can he develop into? What level? Same with Andre Jones. And, you know, he was still pretty raw even at the end. What level yep. they can they get to? Can they be like quality backups? But you you've got to go out and get at least one veteran defensive end and then draft somebody to me. Yeah, I think you have to do that. Line, I think you got to get a veteran linebacker in here and just try. Yeah, to I would agree with that too. Yeah, make everything yeah. grow faster, like somebody that could come in and, and kind of take charge of it. Um, yep, John, you know I, I do want to let you know. I'm, go ahead. No, the other thing that I, that you hear about too with this defense is you're so, like, these schemes are a lot the same. But it's always like what you'd hear with like the last year, like too many layers upon layers that maybe le- prevented guys from playing as fast. This mm-hmm. defense, they will talk. They don't have as many layers allowing guys to play faster. I think that's going to be a big key for guys like Davis 
in the middle and any of the linebacker who's next to him. So I just wanted to point that out. Um, I, I should point out to you that I was unable to stop at Wegmans today and pick up the double stuff Oreos. So if you want to stop, <laughs> that is just fine with me. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to cut back, but I will. Um, the I'm just letting you know, hey, man. He's a bad I influence. As, as it's currently constituted, there are there are no double stuff Oreos in the media annex. Thank you, Johnny. Appreciate you, man. Thanks, guys. That's John Kime. You can follow him on Twitter or X or check out the John Kime Report wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. Now, if you're not looking for a podcast but you're looking for a car, check out the folks at Oarsman Automotive of Virginia. They can take care of you with a ton of different options. Seven locations all over Northern Virginia from Alexandria to Chantilly. They got two Toyota stores, Chevy, Buick, GMC, Kia. Brian just bought one. Ford down in Alexandria. They got it all. They've got great financing options. They'll buy your car for more than you're expecting. Check them out. I bought cars there. B has too. Makes a huge difference knowing you can trust these folks. Definitely you can trust them. I went over to Billy and Chantilly, and I got me a Kia EV9 because I wanted to go electric. You know what? And the great thing about it, he took care of me. I didn't have to worry about the price of the car. Uh, when I traded in my car, he gave me more than anybody else would give me. And then also on top of that, they did everything for me. But you got that Oarsman Lifetime Edge. You get up to $1,500 in extras, including the complimentary car wash with every scheduled maintenance. You get loaner cars with every major maintenance and a lifetime engine guarantee. So you go over to Oarsman. If you want to sell your car, as I stated, they gave me more than anybody else offering. They give you up to 125% of the Kelly Blue Book value. It's simple at Oarsman. They like to keep their customers happy, just like myself and JPR. So as they like to say at Oarsman, Let's call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Ride together. All right, man. Commanders have announced their entire staff. A couple things that stand out. Brian Johnson from the Eagles previously. Mm -hmm. Offensive pass game coordinator. Also was named assistant head coach. Mm -hmm. Now, I think this is going to be Cliff's offense to run, and Brian has a lot of I mean, that had there. to be put in there to make sure he can get him here. Well, and I wonder, too, B, when you've got a, a young guy like that that's shown a lot of promise and maybe got a little bit railroaded in Philly this past offseason, I could see a veteran coach like Dan Quinn and some of these other veteran coaches that have been head coaches on the staff that – Hey man, we're gonna make you assistant head coach, and it doesn't mean you draw Cliff on play calling, mm-hmm. but it means we're gonna show you some of the BS you got to deal with. Like maybe you have to do an extra production meeting every week, or or you have to do uh, 
the injury reports. Like some of the other stuff that we don't all think about that is part of being a head coach, mm-hmm. maybe they want to expose him to some of that. Could, could be. And also, we everyone talked about if you get a defensive coach, your offensive coordinator gets plucked. If he gets plucked, you got somebody on your roster already. Sure. Right. I mean. And your coaching staff, you know what I mean? Yeah. So. Um, a lot of ways it could shake out, but I, I just I, I thought that was interesting. <clears throat> I think the cough I can never shake is interesting. Um, if you look, uh, they're now going to have – all right, you've got an offensive coordinator that was a quarterback, an assistant quarterback's coach that was a quarterback, um, Brian Johnson, who's been a quarterback's coach. David Ray, Ray I think is how it's pronounced, mm-hmm. is the new tight ends coach. He was a quarterback at Iowa. Tavita Pritchard is another quarterback quarterback who was here last year. I mean, they are going QB heavy on the offensive staff, um, which I'm okay with that. Um, It's going to be interesting watching it all unfold, but they are certainly putting the infrastructure in place, I would say, to draft somebody at number two that's a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, now, this morning, Landfill sent something to us about kind of the, the most important questions for every team and specifically some of the questions at what positions are most important. Uh, if you see the staff they've put together, beyond just what we could say and what callers want to say and, and how obvious it is that quarterback's the most important position of need, um, ESPN says the – the most important position for them to figure out is quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I think we all believe it's going to come down to – I, I kind of think it's going to come down to either Jaden or Drake. Maybe Caleb slips to mm-hmm. number two. Um, is that really slipping when you go to number two? I don't think so. <laughs> no. Yeah. Never let me slip because if I slip, then I'm slipping. <laughs> um, that's a good point. If Caleb if, – if somehow – Jaden goes one or Drake goes one and Caleb gets the two. I I wouldn't expect any of that. Um, I mean, do you remember last year there was all this conversation that C.J. Stroud might have slipped? Mm-hmm. And then he where'd he go? Number two. Number two. Um, and he played his ass off. Right. He balled yeah. out all season. I think, uh, I think the real question here is Daniels or May. And I don't think there's a lot more to it. In those – you got five picks, top 100. Whoever it is at two, let's say it's Daniels for talking sake. Mm-hmm. I think you'd love to get with the four other high-value picks. O-lineman? O-line, pass rush, like a, like a DN, uh, edge rusher. I kind of think, and, and I haven't dug deep into it. I know that this is considered a really deep offensive line draft. Um, I'm curious what they do at tight end. I It wouldn't be the, the worst spot to invest. I mean, I think, I think Logan Thomas is, is just a straight up free agent. Um, you've got John Bates coming back. Uh, you've never really gotten a ton out of Cole Turner. Um, all right. So Logan is not a free agent, but there's no guaranteed money left on his deal. Um, and he will be. 33 so uh, curious what they do there and whenever you see a, a, a staff overhaul you wonder about veteran players without guaranteed money um but i i think 
O-line, D-end. You'd like to see a linebacker in there because, I, I, I mean, at the linebacker position, I really don't know what they have coming back. Mm-hmm. Probably need corners. You need a lot. You need yeah. a lot. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of things that need to happen, and you can't assume that some of these guys that, you know, have deals, but when they don't have any guarantees, then they're expendable. I and, think that's where it comes to. And, I I mean, everybody wants to win all the time, understandably. Yeah. But there's no super, you guys better win 10 games this year or everybody's fired. No. They're starting over. Yeah, there's no pressure for that. Um, You know what there is pressure for? Good calls at 1 o'clock for Bleep You Thursday. Don't go anywhere. It's B. Mitch Finley. Yo, it was interesting, B. Last night I was, uh, I don't know where I was. I was running around. We we did takeout last night, mm-hmm. and I was running around like picking up takeout from different restaurants. And uh, I was listening to Hoffman, and they were talking about the Wiz and talking about Denny specifically. Did you see any of the Wiz last night? Nope, dude. It was a good ass game. They ended up losing, but they came all the way back. Denny Avdia last night be went for forty points, forty three points, new career high. He had forty three with fifteen boards. And it was it was a fun watch. I, I didn't expect them to win, but they tied it up going into the third quarter. They were down. I want to say they were down like eight at halftime. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of fought back in it. And then Zion was really good, too. It, watching that dude play when he's healthy. When he's healthy. Yeah. I mean, he went for like. Which haven't been a lot. He went for damn close to 40 last night. Probably had like 35 or something. Um I'm not going to lie to you, it was a second screen experience. But I had, uh, I had because it was Valentine's Day, obviously, I was watching Bravo with my wife on the, yeah, on the, you watch, you watch on the Bravo main screen. every other day, bro. Not every other day. What did we watch last night? I'm trying to think. Uh, Southern Hospitality. Um, but I had the Terps and the Wiz on the, on the, on the above screen, so I was good. Okay. Um, I don't know. We, we had this debate yesterday. Do do the Caps play again tonight? Do you guys know? I'll I'll try to look it up while the boys there look it up. Okay, so Caps aren't playing for a couple days. So Ovi right now is at 14 goals on the season. Mm -hmm. Ahmed wanted us to do this as a... Oh, I saw that. Yeah, so the Caps don't play again until Saturday night. They play in Montreal. Um, Ovechkin right now has 14 goals on the year. Mm Mm-hmm. The Wizards right now have nine wins on the year. Um, Wiz are nine. This is not a pretty number here, folks. The Wiz are nine and 45. Golly. Mm-hmm. So they've played 54 games, right? Yeah. And they play 82. So they've got, what is that, about 26 left, 27 left? How many do you have so far? 54, they play 82. That's 27 left. 27, and you got a 7 and a 4, and you're coming up with 82? 8, 28 left. <laughs> I was pretty close. All right. So the Wiz have 28 games left. Okay. The Caps have played how many games this year? Um, i like you to add it. It's great. Caps so far this season have played 49 games. Okay. They play 82, so that's what, 33 more for Ovi? Mm-hmm. Now, the Wizard five back already. So, frankly, I think it's going to be Ovi. But 
he didn't score much for two months. A long it's, time. And it's gotten hot lately. Yeah. Who finishes with more? OV goals or Wizards wins? <laughs> you go first, B. Uh, I'm going to go with the OV goals because I think we're going to see a lot of games, just like you saw last night, where they're going to fight back and uh, you're going to have a guy come out and have an exorbitant amount of uh, points and things of that nature, but they're going to lose the game. We've Let, seen that a lot this year. They've battled in some games, but at the end, they're just not there. Landfill, what do you got? More by the end of the year, OV goals or Wizards wins? OV goals, yeah. Is it even close? I, uh, I'm i a little worried because the Wizards are playing better since they fired their coach, which is why I was against the Wizards firing their coach. But I think it'll be OV goals. I will, you know what would – Jeffrey, you want to weigh in? Wiz wins or OV goals? Uh, OV goals, yeah. That's, that's what I'll go with. So I, I think it's not even close, mm-hmm. frankly. But a lot of that is just because OV's – out in front already. If right. it's just because we look at that team, and yes, there are going to be guys fighting, but overall, you don't see a team. No argument. Now, what if we put a little point spread on this? You know what Vegas does? They put a point spread on it to make it interesting. Mm-hmm. Ov's five ahead right now, but they've also played five less games, five fewer games. Mm-hmm. So I think, considering all that, it should be like OV minus six. So if it's OV goals minus six against Wiz wins, you still going OV goals? Yeah. Damn. Landini, you do the same? Yep. Jeffrey, Jada? Hey, I don't know about that one, JP. I might take the Wiz plus six against say, OV goals. Yeah, I, I'll okay. do that too because they have 27 games left. 28. 28 games left. How many knows you think you're going to win? But just if you if you take it today, you're I at know. 15. Okay, but how many of those games do you think you're going to win? I, I mean, you never know with the NBA. It's a crazy sport, but. You've watched 50 plus games already. How many they won? Nine. Okay, how many do you think they'll win out of 28? I mean, the math would suggest like three. You too, other uh, J-Dog for life. Well, and then if you you look at some of the opponents coming up here, now I believe we got all-star break for the association, right? So we won't see the Wiz again until next Thursday night. You know where they're going? Where is that? Denver. I I believe that's the defending... <laughs> defending uh, champ, dude. I mean, so they I got... ask y'all that question once again. Yeah, Jeff, we might need to reconsider this, dude. They got. <laughs> yeah, they I'm go looking two... at the schedule now, bro. Yo, at Denver, <laughs> at OKC, home for Cleveland, Golden State, at the Lakers, at the Clippers, at the Jazz. We maybe it might need to be Wiz plus eight and a half <laughs> to make this thing interesting. Um, the good news. Sure looks like Ovi's going to score enough goals to keep the chase on. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. It's B. Mitch and We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.